Welcome to BrainStuff from HowStuffWorks.com, where smart happens. Hi, I'm Marshall Brain with today's question. How does the magnetic stripe on the back of your credit card work? The front of your credit card contains your credit card number. If you look at this number, the first digit is called the system number. The next five digits are a unique ID for your bank. The next eight digits are your actual account number with that bank. And then the final digit is a check digit for error detection. The stripe on the back of the credit card is a magnetic stripe, often called a mag stripe. The mag stripe is made up of tiny iron-based magnetic particles in a plastic-like film. Each particle you could think of as a very tiny bar magnet, about 20 millionths of an inch long. The mag stripe can be written because the tiny bar magnets can be magnetized in either a north or a south pole direction. The mag stripe on the back of the card is very similar to a short piece of cassette tape fastened to the back of the card. Instead of motors moving the tape so it can be read, your hand provides the motion as you swipe the card through a reader or insert it in a reader at a gas station pump. There are three tracks on that mag stripe. Each track is about a tenth of an inch or two millimeters wide. The ISO IEC standard 7811 says what will be on those tracks, and it specifies that the first track holds 79 6-bit plus parity bit read-only characters. Track 2 holds 40 4-bit plus parity bit characters, and track 3 holds 107 4-bit plus parity bit characters. This means that the first track can have alphabetic letters in it while the others have only numbers in them. Your credit card typically uses only tracks 1 and 2. Track 3 is a read-write track that includes an encrypted PIN, country code, currency units, and things like that, but its usage isn't standardized among banks, so it can't be used that well. The information on track 1 is contained in two formats. A, which is reserved for proprietary use of the card issuer, and B, which is standardized and includes the primary account number up to 19 characters, a country code of 3 characters, a name in alphabetic characters from 2 to 26 characters long, and then an expiration date or a separator, 4 characters or 1 character. The format of track 2 can only contain numbers and it was developed by the banking industry as follows. The first part of it is a primary account number up to 19 characters. The second part is a country code of 3 characters and then there's an expiration date or a separator of 4 characters or 1 character. There are three basic methods for determining if your card is going to be able to pay for what you're charging. In the first method, merchants with a few transactions each month do voice authentication using a touch-tone phone. They call up the card company and they can talk to a human being if they need to. The second method, which is far more common, is electronic data capture, or EDC, using MagStripe card readers like you see in stores today or on gas pumps. These terminals can either call up individually using a modem or they can send their data to a computer system that does the checking. And then there's virtual terminal on the internet. If the card reader isn't able to accept your card, it's either because it can't read your card or because the card company has rejected it. If it can't read your card, it could be because of a dirty or scratched mag stripe 
or more likely an erased mag stripe. The most common causes for erased mag stripes are exposures to magnets like the small ones used to hold notes and pictures on the refrigerator or exposure to RFID readers. Do you have any ideas or suggestions for this podcast? If so, please send me an email at podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, go to HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the BrainStuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.